0: Don't panic, you might panic. Today I want to talk to you about what happens when you're anticipating anxiety and panic attacks. My name is Adam Cross, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California. Um, And something I've encountered a lot in my therapy practice is is panic disorder, uh, general anxiety disorder. Um, There's a lot of overlap between those two, where sometimes people are struggling with anxiety. They feel so overwhelmed and those, that anxiety might turn into panic attacks, right? Their body is going into fight or flight mode. They might feel nauseous. They might feel faint, dizzy. Palms are sweaty. Their body is literally going into survival mode at times. Um, and what I find too is that sometimes it's enough to anticipate that panic attack that is causing that anxiety, which eventually leads to that panic attack. It's almost a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're worried you're gonna have a panic attack, you're actually more likely to have a panic attack. So how do we break out of that cycle? You know, there's a lot of really good tools uh, out there, that, you know, a lot of mindfulness tools, right? Deep breathing exercises. Right? I've talked about in other videos, but breathing in through your nose, trying to inflate your stomach like a balloon, breathing out through your mouth, trying to deflate your stomach, slowing things down, trying to get more oxygen to your brain. Right, simple things to stay grounded even something like that deep breathing can be a prayer also being aware of our thoughts am i catastrophizing am i thinking of worst case scenarios in my head how can i stay present how can i stay grounded in reality right now to not get sucked into the anxiety cycle in my brain but how can i stay in 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 the here and now in reality right there's lots of tools and and there's other videos and i talk about those a lot of great resources out there for that but partially what I want to talk about too is how do we break the cycle? How do we not worry about panicking, which causes panic? And one of the biggest tools and one of the biggest ways I think we can break that cycle is to give yourself permission, give yourself outlets, give yourself opportunities to check how you're feeling and what's going on. And I say this because so many people encounter in therapy and this is, this is a kind of a, a zoomed out approach, right? I'm not talking about specific interventions. I'm talking about big themes and common patterns here with people who are anticipating panic, they don't let themselves feel how they're feeling. Think about a tea kettle, right? Think about a kettle that is the water is boiling, the pressure's building, the heat inside there. And eventually, right? That steam, that whistle blows, right? It's enough pressure to to push that out think about you know kind of the pressure of a volcano right um underneath the earth right everything's rumbling maybe you don't even see it yet but eventually slowly there's that smoke and then eruption we can be like that emotionally where things are building and there's not outlets there's no vents there's no acknowledgement of what's happening under the surface and if we don't check that if we don't have opportunities to un unpack that and process that, it erupts, right? And that can be an experience of a panic attack for a lot of people, right? And panic is is a built-in natural response. Panic is saying, hey, you're in danger, get out of here, right? Or fight to protect yourself. It's that fight or flight response that all animals have. When you panic, your body is doing something natural. It's protecting something that's good. It's protecting your life. It's protecting something you care about, right? So panic, natural. It happens, right? Um, it's not fun. It's not what we're made for. Um, I remember when I was in college, I think I was in grad school, I woke up one morning and I I had a really bad sore throat. I was congested and I just felt like I couldn't breathe that well. Um, and I went and looked in the mirror. I looked at my throat in the mirror. It was super red and swollen. And in my head, I anticipated that my throat was swelling up. I was like, my bro looks so swollen. I can't breathe. I had a panic attack. I was anticipating, catastrophizing, that my throat was was swollen closed, right? So I had a panic attack. I felt nauseous. My hands felt really tingly. All the blood kind of rushed out of my head. I had to sit down, right? It, it was not fun. Right? I was sweaty, clammy, but I had, I had convinced myself I was gonna die. And so my body went into fight or flight mode. Part of it is, unpacking what's coming up for you, right? What's coming up for you with the panic, right? Okay, I'm afraid I'm gonna die. I'm afraid I'm not gonna be okay. I'm afraid I'm gonna pass out. But also, what are the deeper emotions? What's going on in your life? What are the things that need venting? Because that fear of death, right? I was in grad school, I was stressed out. I had a lot of insecurities coming up for me. Like, that fear of death was like the final straw, right? It's what pushed the volcano eruption from here to over the top. But what was all the other stuff. Under the surface that I needed to process. That I needed to unpack. And I find a lot of people don't spend time with that. It might sound like a simple tool. But something like journaling. Um, I know for creative writing. A lot of people do kind of like the three pages a day. When you wake up in the morning. Before you can have time to think or judge yourself. Right. Three pages. Stream of consciousness. ever going through your head. Get it out. Something like that just checking in with ourselves emotionally or journaling throughout the day, trying to do that non-judgmentally, unpacking what's going on, what's going on in my family, what's going on in my work, what's going on in my relationships to really just vent that out without any judgment, just observation. So having outlets to process that stuff can really help, right? Being patient and kind with yourself and whatever your emotions are, whatever emotions you're having, giving that space can actually really help to lower the pressure in the volcano, lower the pressure in that tea kettle, so that if you are sick, like I was, it's not that final straw that's gonna erupt it, it's just maybe a moment of anxiety. And then you realize, no, I can breathe. No, I'm okay. So spending time with yourself and really letting yourself feel how you feel. As a therapist, I can't stress that enough. And that's largely if I simplify what I do with my clients, I let them feel how they're feeling even in the room. And I encourage them to do that elsewhere because our emotions are good. Our emotions point to something valuable, right? We don't let them control our lives. We don't let them make decisions on our own. That's all we we have emotions and reason in our intellect because we have to check our emotions, but we also have to let our emotions be because they're revealing something important to us. So with my clients, I just stress, let yourself feel how you feel. Give yourself time to be angry. Give yourself time to acknowledge that. There's a purpose in that, right? It's not for nothing. Give yourself time to be sad, to grieve. There's a purpose in that. I know it's not fun, but we can't go over it. We have to go through it. God's going to reveal something good even in the midst of that negative emotion. Give yourself time to be anxious. Understand why you're afraid and what you can do about that. What's going to help ultimately when you're anxious, right? Give yourself time to feel how you're feeling. Even those negative emotions, that's going to that's gonna reduce the pressure. Now, I say all this, right? Is again, big picture view, theme, zoom it out, feel how you feel. That's going to help you panic less, right? And I know that's, that's kind of a big picture. So, I, I just want to encourage you if, if you're panicking, if you're really anxious, I encourage you to seek out therapy, right? Work with a mental health professional, there are real tools to mitigate those symptoms and to address the underlying issues that are causing your panic. Right. There's a lot of interventions that can help you to calm down when you feel really anxious, when you feel distressed, you feel like you're panicking. A lot of good things that can help ground you. And that's for another video. But I encourage you to, to to pick up real tools because God is God is giving them. God is working through people. Um so don't don't stop here with the big theme or the one tool, but use it. to to go deeper right give yourself permission to feel how you feel to vent that volcano to release that pressure so that it might just help you to not be at that level of panic um quite as much right you'll have more room for stress you'll have more room for when things don't go right in your life because you're already in tune with yourself and checking in emotionally about how you were doing i hope you got something out of this right um And I'd love to hear if you have any comments or questions, leave them below, hit that like or subscribe button. Um, But thank you again so much for watching and God bless.